honestly. Like mm. they have to exist together. And it, this really brings me back to like the early days of television. Not that I was around for the early days of television. Okay, this is just <laughs> in my studies. Uh, no, but in, in doing a lot of studies, we were talking about like YouTube and whether things churches should be on there. We're talking about like um, the fact that talking head media in a liturgical format is one of the fastest dying types of media, except for thought leaders. So why do churches want to stick a guy walking around just talking? preaching at you about something instead of sharing in this community building type of format that YouTube is specifically designed to and their algorithm is designed to to push forward, right? Okay, hey, in this episode, we're going to give our thoughts on the role of online content and what does it look like and how can we bolster in-person services? Thank you guys for joining us so much. And today we have uh, we have Jordan over here. Hey. We have Sean and Caleb joining us. No Eric today because he's not here. So um, <laughs> we miss you. Well, that explains it. <laughs> I wondered why he wasn't here. Hey, it's we'll let him. We'll let him speak his truth. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I'm not going to put I a story on his here. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where that's been. <laughs> Jeez. Not going to make excuses for him. Kissing yeah. his mother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so today's episode is... Um, <laughs> sorry, John, you've just like completely <laughs> thrown me off track that's, here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's the only reason why you're here is just to throw us <laughs> I am um, comic relief. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I thought about this and I wanted to throw it out to the, to the crew. And the question I had was with the way the content is growing online, and how it's going as well. Um, do we have to change how we operate on in-person services? And so let me expound on that. So when you start to think about how the science behind YouTube content, you know, the seven to 10 minutes, you know, type thought process, how close it is, how it's lit. Short attention like, spans. Short attention spans, you know, and now even more so with like the introduction of shorts and TikToks, reels, that kind of stuff. Um, like I don't, obviously we're not going to, make our services 60 seconds long. So that's not what I'm talking about. But like the seven, the seven to 11 ish minutes that a YouTube video is supposed to be in to keep everyone's like attention. Like, do we, do we start to change how we're doing things to keep people's attention? Cause like right now, I think on average, most services are 30 to 45 minutes worth of worship. And then between 30 and 45 minutes worth of, of speaking, and then you add announcements or communion or anything videos. else in, in there, you know, videos, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can be hour and a half to two hours. Like, I mean, Caleb, I think our average service is an hour and a half to two hours right now. Yeah, easily. Hour 45 on the average probably. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it. I just kind of started thinking about like with these attention spans that we've been talking about, like, do we change that? And is that affecting our in-person because we've been seeing in person across the board start to kind of go down, you know, obviously pandemic kind of amplified that with definitely online and not being able to go places and those kind of things. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there and like, see what you guys had to say. Well, the, the, the short answer is yes. I think we need to change some things up. <laughs> I've said my piece. I'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor will be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, anyways, no, I, I do I do feel like some things need to change. I think um, what a lot of people are looking for if they're coming to a live thing is more chance to engage with one another and the community mm -hmm. establishment type of thing. And uh, a, a lot of 
a lot of places, a lot of services I've been in, three hours and stuff like that. It's a lot of, I want to say pomp and circumstances because that's an easy word to, to throw out there, but it's mm-hmm. just getting through the motions of the business. We got to take care of this. We got to give you the 50,000 announcements. We got to take your offering. We got to do these things, right. blah, blah, blah. And then by the time we get down to the message part and the ability for people to like take that in and then maybe have a chance to commune yeah. with one another over that type of stuff. It's like, man, I got to go home. My stomach is turning, you know, like it's it's rumbling. The kids are hungry. Something's going on. I got to get them out of nursery or you're getting children's yelled, ministry. Or you're getting yelled at because the children's ministry person's like, you're the children or the last ones <laughs> They're the in last here. <laughs> Come get your kids. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to leave your children in nursery. We're not daycare. Wait a minute. Aren't you? It's not free daycare. That's a, wait, that's not a thing? <laughs> no. So you I have, I have to come back from the mall now. Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Them all. Goodness. <laughs> Again. You can keep this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, oh, no. I, I think there needs to be an emphasis on on that kind of stuff because you know, not that we have to shorten, like you said, everything down to ten minutes live. You know, but then again, does your service need to be live either? That to me is all another question. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that like we've been questioning and we just started talking about that for a couple of different things, but yeah, I mean, I think, I I think you're right. I think there's that connection piece and I think how that connection piece is utilized, I think is the, is the important thing because they can feel weird. They can throw flows of service off if they're not done correctly. And I think, I don't know. I mean, and throw this back at me. I, I think for me, Caleb, like the biggest thing that I like about the connection pieces is like when we've done our activation services where like the sermon becomes a 10 or 15 minute sermon and then it's all right now we're going to put into practice what we just talked what we just talked about and it's like we're going to go and start praying for people we're going to do communion as you know family groups those kind of things mm-hmm. those make that 30 to 45 minutes feel like I want more rather than less and so it's like, I think that that's kind of like what I'm talking about. And you put it into words really well, where it's like that, that thing about YouTube is like, I have an attention span of 10 or 15 minutes, but I could watch a 35 minute Casey Neistat, you know, video because I've being entertained and I like what he's doing. And, you know, he's keeping me, you know, the pacing of his video is like changing that type of thought process. Yeah. Yeah. I have been kind of thinking about like, what is the, like what's the benefit of bringing Sunday morning to somebody live versus kind of what we've been throwing around of like um, just kind of like cutting some stuff up and then, you know, like just producing it a little bit more and to be intentional, to be intentional with it. Right. And like, so I guess for us, like I'm just going to spill the whole thing. Like the thing that we're trying to get over is in our service that like we do the 40 ish minutes of worship and then we do communion announcements and then we take a three minute break. And if you're online, are, are the people watching just, and nobody ever comes back for the message. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I watch our analytics and it's literally like worship ends and it's just, <laughs> right. <laughs> there's no one's so watching. So then you might pick up some people that are now browsing around 11 AM, you know, for a church starting around 11, and then maybe some people jump in for the sermon at that point. Cause we start at 10 AM. Um, but the idea was like, okay, so maybe take some like, you know, let's find a way to get like videos ahead 
so that we're not broadcasting live. We've got a sermon from maybe last week or the week before. And I've been thinking like maybe just two songs from worship or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. and put it in one 45 minute video yeah. with pre-produced announcements, that kind of stuff that kind of still flows the same as a service at DCC, but is not, um, yeah, totally live and totally as drawn out because in person that experience is very different. You can engage with worship in my opinion, very, very differently in person than in your living room, just with the sound coming out of your TV. Not everybody's crazy about audio like us and has six home pods in their living room and like all this crazy. Like, Not everybody. <laughs> right? That's a surprise. Um, yeah. I mean, and to kind of add to that is that idea of like, we, we want more people in person. Right. Like that's, that's our point and our emphasis is like, we want community. Yeah. And so if we're giving them the best of that online in an easy to consume way, in my head at least, like would hopefully draw them into maybe coming to the full thing if they knew like, oh man, those two songs were, were pretty great. And they do like 45 minutes of that. That would make me want to go, you know, to like mm-hmm. know that, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I've always asked like pre-pandemic, my, like when we would have clients that are like, we need to live stream. Cause like pre-pandemic, you know, obviously not nearly as many people were live streaming. And I would yeah. always ask the question of like, well, what's the vision? Like, who is this for? And, you know, because like, I had people that wanted to spend $50,000 on a camera system for the three people that get sick twice a year. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, maybe throwing a, a single camera up that's like a wide shot so that they can still be a part of it because they don't want to miss, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are you, okay, th- there are some, com- you know, communities that are make 50% snowbirds. And so, like, we lose half of the population of our church once wintertime hits and yep. they still want to be a part of what's going on because like they've been going to this church for, you know, 50 years. And now like we have the capability of letting them be a part of that still. That makes more sense to spend some more money in there. But then it's like, like then there's the level of like what I think TV cameras are designed for. And that's to like reach people, create content that like the internet wants. Like, you know, there are specific, like you can see a difference between a church service that's being recorded and a intentional video recorded for YouTube. Like there's like, you can definitely tell the difference there, you know? And so I would rather see more focus be put into podcast creating and content driven things for the church rather than, you know, like live streaming. And I think that sometimes those go hand in hand. And I think, you know, like me and you and Sean have talked about that. Like we went over uh, Brady's whole video about like why you shouldn't live stream. And I was pretty anti that. And mm-hmm. like, I think I've come around to be on the same page as him because yeah. I think it makes mm-hmm. more sense. Um, and there's so many ways that like we can simulate a live stream, you know, like you were saying is like the, our plan is to record, edit it, make it a little bit more intentional for the online viewer. Cause mm-hmm. like now we're not getting like, you know, the announcement person saying, what was that Susie? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Like we can't even hear Susie. Like now it's like this intentional, like looking at the camera and saying, Hey, Susie, we really want you to, you know, engage with us in this whole like specific thing, you know, type thought process. And it just makes people more like connected to you and your church in that scenario. So. Well, and then you can be driving, you can be driving in invitation to come from those videos without having to like drive that in service as well. If you're just like, you know what I mean? You can, like you said, be intentional with the audience. Yeah. 
Uh, right. It's always, go yeah, it. it's always awkward for a pastor to go, Hey, by the way, like, and subscribe, smash that like button. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Stephen Furtick will do something similar when he's like, when he's hitting a message or a point, he'll say, turn to your neighbor and say, blah, 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 put it in the chat, put it in the chat yeah. because he understands that there's, you know, I mean, a couple Sundays ago I watched and there was like 70,000 people watching live between yeah. the three channels that yeah. they're on. Slightly more viewers. Slightly more viewers. Right. Well, <laughs> and that was something I wanted to say was that this conversation is not for those types of churches. If you right. have like an established live stream and all this stuff that you've been doing before pandemic and you've got like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like all these churches that are trying to get around the corner of, mm. we started streaming during the pandemic and now we're kind of struggling with why to keep doing it maybe, or do we need to change up the way we're doing it to reach people better mm-hmm. now that we're not just trying to get church to everybody because they have to stay yeah, home. The people that have like yeah. 10 viewers, not the people right. that have yeah. right. a few hundred, right. a few thousand. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's knowing your audience, right? I mean, if it is those snowbirds, they're going to want to see the whole full blown shebang. Um, if you are just trying to get, maybe you're in a more unchurched area, closer, you know, um, you yeah you may want to get those people that are just gonna kind of church shop a little bit and just want something a little bit smaller package so yeah I think the other thing these two is just going back to the question is like what do we need to change about in person service um, to increase stream um, yeah I just I think about just again even the audience just insulating those audiences and uh, if you can make a stream and content specifically for stream people versus in room person. Then you free up both of those audiences. Hey, we can talk specifically about people that are here in the room yeah. versus people that are here that are never going to be in the room and they're yeah. just on online. So yeah, so I talked with Chad Vegas who was out at Bethel for a while, and he's kind of he's been he's considered like one of the pioneers of like cinematic church live stream stuff, mm-hmm. like taking it away from that broadcast and like making it feel like you know a movie you know type thing. Gotcha. And when I was talking with him, you know, he said that what they had to do is they had to make the choice because they weren't really like they had Bethel TV, but it was just, you know, again, one of those like we just want our content online. Like mm-hmm. they didn't really like there was no real thought process into it outside right. of just get it online so that people can have it. Just be in there. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's that's fine. Like, I don't think that there's a problem. And, you know, obviously, like Bethel holds more weight than a majority of churches in, in our atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. but they made the, the, you know, the conscious decision of, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do this really well. And we're going to make the online stuff more of a priority. So like they light things for their yeah. cameras. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and that's not saying that their in service is just completely forgotten about, but before, like, I don't know if, have any of you guys like followed Bethel for like the last like 10 years or so? I wouldn't say they didn't really do much production, you know, 10 years ago. Like it was like house lights on some stage lights and they had some like trees and a projector screen Mm -hmm. and that was kind of it. And then they were like, like, okay, culture, Kim Walker kind of during that phase. Like, yeah, beginning. Yeah. 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 And so when they made this decision that like, Hey, we're going to, you know, up this like ante, I guess, but we're going to do it for TV. They didn't really have a problem with that because it was like, well, we need it brighter for the camera okay, well, we just went from a full bright room to darker room, more controlled, you know, production, Mm -hmm. you know, LED wall, you know, stage dressings now. Cool. Well, they can have that option of making lights look kind of however they want to. And no one in the congregation is really going to care, you know. And that's that's the thing is I think with the technology and gear and, you know, and a bit of knowledge too, you can do both. 
you can yeah. accomplish both nowadays. Yeah. Um, lighting for TV, but then it still looks really good in person. Yeah. Shooting for TV, internet, stream, but it still looks good on iMag and, yeah. and whatnot. So. I mean, when we've got broadcast cameras that now have 13 stops of dynamic range and things like that, and I, we're no longer kind of like beholden to, especially yeah. if you're live streaming it. Um, well, I mean, we're still in the Rec 709 color space, but we've easing our way into 2020 and beyond um, as far as color space stuff goes and uh, all the HDR TV stuff and cameras that capture. So I, I think Jordan's totally right spot on there. Yeah, you're, if you're watching it on your iPhone, yeah. you're, you're fine. You're going to see it. But it's like, yeah, you know, light, light it how you want it to look in person. The cameras can pick up the slack nowadays. Yeah, you know? But I, I do think you got to be mindful of like, hey, where is our content going? If it's on mm -hmm. social, then, hey, this is living beyond Sunday. Yeah. Let's, we need to consider lighting this and shooting this for that content. I'm not saying shoot it for, you know, vertical screen. Like, that's just silly in my opinion. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, maybe we do need 4K so that we can flip it around and go vertical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, like, okay, so talking about that. So now we're in the realm of, like, if we're shooting things for social, do we do head-to-toe shots for vertical video specifically? Mm. And, you know, so you have two cameras next to each other. You have the one that's the, you know, the Texas shot, belt buckle up, and then you have the, the head-to-toe vertical shot. And, like, both of those people are following Pastor back and forth. Mm -hmm. And now you have dedicated, like, normal 16 by 9 footage, and you have, you know, vertical 16 by 9 footage, sorry, 9 by 16 footage. So you, here, here's the answer. You do what I do. You shoot it in 6K open <laughs> gate. <laughs> Just so punch in. It's a 6K open gate, which means it's it's a square, like a, a four three square, like oh, wow. like like how film has always been captured, right? And this yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but it's 6K, so it's well beyond your 4K. So you're not going to stream in 4K. You're going to do 1080, so you could probably take that down to like a 2K open gate. But it's open gate, so you can slice out of it your vertical or this, and you're not losing any anything that you'd want to have out of it. Yeah. Okay, That's so let's let's pause real quick. And uh, I want to enter a new, um, I'm like switching too. So I keep forgetting to switch back to myself. <laughs> our video. Um, I want to enter in a new uh, phase in our podcast and let's do some trivia. So I'm going to ask the okay. question. We're going to think about it maybe. And then at the end, we'll answer like the question. So I'm going to start us off real simple. Okay. Do you know? So wait, you're just asking now and you want our answers later. Yes. Don't okay. answer now. Don't, okay. blow, don't blurt it out. Okay. Okay. What does XLR stand for? Okay. I, I honestly do not know. <laughs> okay. But I'm not an audio guy, so. All right. Well, we're going to think about it. Examine life. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jinx. I'm sensing a new podcast coming up. <clears throat> Welcome just, to XLR. We just created a new one. Right um, Jordan, you've got a note here. Do you want to you talk about that? Um. Yeah, one of the one of the church thinkers I kind of think I kind of follow, and uh, I don't know that I necessarily subscribe to everything he says, but it's just it's interesting, and I I love just hearing kind of critical thoughts. Uh, Kerry Newhoff uh, has kind of just said that like in 2032, so we did this whole thing in the beginning of year about churches in 2032, growing churches will be digital organizations with physical locations. I thought that was kind of interesting as we talk about this about. You know, churches, he's not saying they're going away. They're, chill out, people. Um, <laughs> but he is saying, like, you know, as we move more into a digital space and online, the, the churches will have a physical address, Not, but they also need to play in that, that space, the virtual space as well. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, no duh. Um, 
So yeah, I, mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. He, he has a lot of other things to say. You can look him up. So yeah. So but. I just I, I listen to Brady's podcast all the time. Obviously, yeah. Uh, hence why he was on the on my YouTube channel and interview. Um, they they talked about Passion Conference this year. Did anyone listen to Passion Passion Conference with Louis Giglio? No, I'm aware of it. I don't. So I haven't yeah. heard the name Louis Giglio in years. Well, so I mean, he started Passion. He t- speaks every year there. Well, I know, but I just I haven't heard his <laughs> name. In Safe to say, he didn't pay attention to Passion this year. <laughs> um, I mean, so yeah, but Passion is huge. There's like you know fifty thousand, sixty thousand people in that arena, and he. I don't remember the exact wording, but he pretty much said that social media was stupid and like worthless and that like the people in that room were big of a, a bigger deal than people online. And he kind of like went down this whole path and it was uh, go back and listen to it. Uh, and in the show notes, I'll link Brady's podcast because they actually listen to his like what he says. And it's like he literally is saying not that like it's bad, like that you sh- that hang on, let me let me gather my words here. Like he thinks that there's more of an impact for people in the physical room than online and that it's like pointless for you in your church to have social media accounts. Brady's argument was that they thought it was hilarious that passion has a verified Twitter account, a verified YouTube channel, a verified Facebook account, a verified Snapchat account, an Instagram account and a TikTok account, all verified. And that you can, cause you can pin videos and TikTok. And so he's like, okay, so you have 60,000 people in this arena. Let's add the three topped pin videos on your TikTok account. That's 2.7 million views. I was going to say. Tell me how that's not more of an effect in the world than 60,000 people in an arena. Yeah. And probably some of those 60,000 are that two point. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. And Brady's argument is not that we don't need the in-person, but when you have these people that are like just kind of pooping on online stuff, it's like. Your very account has millions of views. They, they yeah. need to be symbiotic, honestly. Like mm. they have to exist together. And it, this really brings me back to like the early days of television. Not that I was around for the early days of television. Okay, this is just <laughs> in my studies. Sean, how old uh, are you? Actually? <laughs> He's actually eternal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm part of the old guard. So, anyways, um, <laughs> now I'm going to lose my train of thought. And that's easy <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, no, but in, in doing a lot of studies, when we're talking about like YouTube and whether things churches should be on there. And we're, we're talking about like um, the fact that talking head media in a liturgical format is one of the fastest dying types of media, except for thought leaders. So why did churches want to stick a guy walking around mm-hmm. just talking, preaching at you about something instead of sharing in this community building type of format that YouTube is specifically designed to, and their algorithm is designed to, to push forward. Right. But you get into this argument that churches may have, some are very much against social media altogether against YouTube, against these different things just like they were against television and film and media. And then you look at them now and they're just like begging to be a part of it, having to pay extra money to be a part of things that were being given away for free at one point. And so I think they go together. It's not like, Hey, let's not look at a format with fear. And I'm not, you know, that's not kind of what we're talking about today, but like, let's not look at YouTube with fear and say, we don't want any part to do with that or any, you know, social media or or whatnot, or there's no point you having any of it because for some people that may be the only part of your church they're ever going to see 
you know, whether they're a, a shut in or they've got, you know, um, international. Yeah. International or something like that. And, and your voice speaks to them, but whether you're called to do it or not, I think is kind of the, the bigger picture there, but I, I can't agree with Mr. Giglio there on that. Uh, <laughs> it makes me giggle. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, what, okay, so let's, let's expound on this a little bit. So then what's the current and future role of in-person gathering then with where we are going with all of this, like everyone's live streaming, like there's multiple platforms that do it. There's all this content to be, you know, absorbed and consumed. Well, I think another question too, that I think for a lot of like online pastors and and teams also need to answer is, is even online the ultimate or is in-person the ultimate? Like, are we eventually right. trying to drive people to come here in through our doors? That's a really good question. Like, what is the ultimate step there? Um, See, and or or think, maybe not even our doors. Maybe it's, hey, a church that's down the street from them, wherever they're at. And I think, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Like, because, you know, I grew up in a really big church. Like, when I was in high school, it was, I mean, honestly, it was probably one of the biggest ones in the country at that time. Um, and... I heard the argument a lot. It's not about how many people are in this building. And I was like, but isn't it really though? I mean, cause like if you're in the building, it means that you're there for a reason. You want to be a part of what God is doing. You want to learn, you want to have community, like those kind of things. Like I get that. It's not about the being able to say that, Oh, we have 17,000 people in our church on Sunday morning and you only have 200. Like I get that. That's not the point, but like the terminology of like, no, it is about having like, it's a great thing that you can get 16,000 people to gather mm-hmm. for wanting to worship and learn about Jesus Christ. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. Yeah. Like no one thinks that it's, you know, like when they see the the Super Bowl parade for the Kansas City and there's hundreds of thousands of people down there. Well, it's not about the numbers. It's just about that they won the game. Like, no, no one's saying that. Like, they're looking at that going, holy crap, there's a ton of people there. Like, that's amazing. Who can have the biggest crowd? And so, like, I I look at that and I go, no, it is about the numbers within reason as long as, like, that terminology is understood and and whatnot. And so. I think as long as, too, you're not doing something just for the numbers. Right. Yeah. But, like, I agree. Like, we want people to come and join us. Right. In person, because that, that's Christianity 101. Scripturally, we're supposed to gather, like being able to lay hands on each other, be able yep. to communicate where two and more are gathered. You know, like there's so many references. Baptizing, discipling, yeah. sharing the good news. I mean, that's, yeah. So again, I think it comes down to like, what's the point? And like that question is, what is the role of in-person gathering versus online? And we've looked at it. A lot of people have looked at it as the same thing. And I think that that's, inaccurate. Mm -hmm. I think the way you do them probably can't be the same thing, but I've been sitting way over here looking at a couple different translations of this, but Mark 16, 15 and 16. Still later as the 11 were eating supper, he appeared to them and he took them to task most severely for their stubborn unbelief, refusing to believe those that had seen him raised up. So basically like, you know, appeared to the, Jesus appeared to the 11 after he'd already risen from the dead and like took them to task. I like that. Uh, <laughs> most severely for telling people, no, there's no way you saw yeah. Jesus raised from the dead. Then he said to them, go into the world, go everywhere and tell everyone, announce the message of God's good news to one and all. Mm-hmm. And so I like, 
your gatherings are like one, in my opinion, like a place where you kind of bring the family in, right? And um, spend time. Wow, I feel like I'm about to, I'm just going to go for it. So the Jewish people have this tradition when they would go to worship, going to temple. There mm-hmm. was a journey of that. Some people have broken that down into like seven seven stages of worship or like seven. I'll be quick. I know we're trying to keep this under 30 minutes or whatever. No, no, you're All good. right, cool. Um, <laughs> some people have broken down. And so it started with like everybody. So they knew it was time to go to temple. And so everybody's leaving their houses and they're walking to temple. And as they're going, they're telling each other about what God has done for them since the last mm. time they went to temple. Right. And as the journey progresses, slowly things turn towards like, so they are telling each other, let's, let's remind each other of how good God is then let's start directing that praise to him. We're thankful. These are your attributes. This is who you are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, thankfulness. And then, you know, supplication, that kind of stuff. And then it eventually turns into holy, holy, holy. That should kind of be the last, like you are just fell mm-hmm. before him before who he is. Um, and I, that is in my opinion, like, so we do, you take that aspect of it. Like, let's get everybody together. Let's spend time doing this so that we all in turn worship God. And then we need to like spend time maybe being rebuked or like just hearing from God, hearing what he has to teach us mm-hmm. to then turn around and take out into the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that trying to get like more people on board with that should just be like your number one goal, mm-hmm. no matter what way to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you, And kind of like I said last episode, the internet is not a fad. Yeah. And like to not use it as a tool is to just be like ignoring Mm -hmm. Mark 16. They're not going into all the world and announcing it to the best of your ability. There's there's something that happened with my sister like a year ago that like really made me like think about like, you know, like, like when you have a belief and then like someone says something, you're like, that's how to articulate what I believe. And I've never been able to do that. Um, She decided to like, she lives in the Detroit area and she really wanted to go um, to Bethel school, supernatural ministry. Well, Mm. they didn't offer online classes because of the pandemic. They ended up doing it because Mm. they couldn't Mm -hmm. meet in person there in California, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, cool, I'm going to do this online. And in one of, I don't never, I don't know what class it was, but like in one of her classes, like, there was something where they were like, you know, like they call, like the teacher called her out and like, Hey, we asked this question. You didn't raise your hand. Like, I feel like the Lord's telling me that you need something. Mm. And she's in her room and um, her, one of her kids walks in and they're like, she, my sister's telling me the story. And she's like, and they know they're not supposed to come in during specific times because I'm in class. And um, she's like, Hey, you're not supposed to be in here. And uh, the teacher was like, oh, is that your son? Is that your son? Like, bring him in here. Bring him in here. What's his name? What's his name? Tells the name. And the woman's like, um, says to my to my nephew, uh, the Lord is saying that you're, you know, like we asked this question and your mom didn't answer, didn't raise her hand. The Lord knows that she needs blank. And um, he sent you in here for your mom. And can you give your mom a hug? And then this woman, like, you know, prays over my sister with uh, hit my microphone, uh, you know, has, you know, has put, put his hands on there. And so uh, my sister's telling me the story. She's like, so after the class wrapped up, she's like, hey, like, why did you come in here? She's like, because you called me. And he's, she's like, I didn't call you. She's like, he's like, no, my brother was, had his 
AirPods in, was listening to music and was like, yo, bro, mom's calling you go, go. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. So I got up and just came in because like he heard you calling him and she's like, I did not call you. Like that was obviously like God was doing mm-hmm. that whole thing. And I was like, oh, that's super powerful. And she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, and it was really cool because they just got done telling the story about how they weren't going to do the online stuff. And then they were like, you know, we're limiting because like they want that in person so badly at at the school. And they're like, we're limiting the fact that like we think that the Holy Spirit can't move through a video conference. And the, I believe Chris Valentin mentioned the story of the Roman soldier that was like, no, like you don't even have to go. I know if you say it, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like Jesus didn't have to physically go and be there and do those things. Like he just said it and it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what we're talking about now. And I was like, that's the articulation. Like we can't let, we can't limit God and the Holy Spirit, what it can do through these things. Like a podcast that we record now, three years from now, you know, like I listened to like Chris and he was like, he'll say like, Hey, you know, like I want to, you know, pray a prayer over you guys for empowering and emboldening you guys to do whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving your car, you know, like open your sunroof, you know, stick your hands out the window, whatever. You know, it's like, you know, some some cool symbols. And it's like, I'm listening to these like podcasts from like three or four years ago. And I'm like, you know, come on, I'll take that. You know, and it's like, I can feel the spirit like coming on me in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like thinking and having that realization of like, this is something that was recorded years ago. And it's still, the spirit of the Lord is on that audio recording mm-hmm. for anyone at any point in yeah. time to stumble across that. And I'm like, those are the things that like, I need to like get people to, like understand yeah. why we want to do this kind of stuff so badly. Yeah. But I think it's also interesting too. I, I know a buddy of mine, a good friend of mine is also going through the Bethel school and they're very intentional about creating community, creating connection on- online mm-hmm. with professors, with other classmates. So I, I think that's the other thing too, is like, it's just that intentional community. Yeah. So, Definitely. And I think like when you start which, to which look, can, really quick can be, which can be really challenging online. Oh yeah. It's a bit easier in person. Yeah. So. yeah. But I mean, uh, I see people like there's a YouTube channel called yes theory. Does anyone watch that? Called what? Yes theory. Oh yeah. And they've created an actual in-person community. Mm-hmm. And so like they do all these meetups all over the place. Awesome. And it's like, they'll all like, Hey, I'm in, you know, Berlin, let's do this meetup <clears throat> on Saturday. And like, yeah, you know, yeah. 50 people show up. Yeah. You know, and it's not even the YouTube channel guys that are doing it. It's like the people from their community have like a Facebook group and they're like, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah, there's you know? a bunch of us here. Let's get together. Yeah, let's get together type thing. Awesome. And so it's like this interesting like YouTube channel. Like that's the only reason why these guys are famous and they have this community and like there's just like these, you know, pop up things. And it's even more fun is like because the guys actually watch that YouTube, that Facebook group. And so like some of the guys, they were there filming and that like people didn't know. And they, they showed up to the meetup and the people were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was like super fun, but yeah. Hey, I was just thinking when you you talk about that old recording and it's still coming, you know, just releasing something for you while you're there. It's like the whole idea that his word does not return void. just makes me think mm. like, you know, it's not like a check that's void after so many days or something. After, you know, there, there isn't a days, date yeah. of expiration. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I know that's not exactly what that part's t- uh, speaking to, but that just kind of like, that's how that hit me. I, I pictured an expiration date on like mm-hmm. a packaged Holy Spirit thing. Like, no, that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Expires 1973. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, can we talk about something really important though? Um, yes. When are churches going to start back up the tape ministry? <laughs> <laughs> I used to pick up a CD every week and they Did haven't you? started doing that again yet. <laughs> yeah. They really miss picking I, up a CD every week. One of my clients, I was at their church doing an install and he rolled this card up and I was like, oh, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I have, um, I have like 40 years of cassette tapes. Oh, I think I, I, yep. <laughs> that I have to adjust for our archives. And I'm like, really? He's like, yep. This box is 1964. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm like, no. what? He's like, wow. yeah, that uh, they recorded it in one way and they converted it to cassette tape and it's just been sitting there. And he's like, we're trying to like get them before they like are bad and gone. Yeah. And I was like, do you really need that? He's like, well, the church has only had like two pastors in the last like 50 years. So there's people that still really like going back and like listening to his old sermons. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Get an intern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, get an intern. Uh, you know, like, underpaid even. That's okay. That's or not paid. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, why don't you, why don't you send them out to like, you know, like legacy box or something and go, Hey, you just do yeah. this. He's like, bro. He's like, there's 52 of these for every year and there's 40 years. He's like, it was going to be like $30,000 to get it done by someone else. And he's like, and he's like, I bought this little contraption for like $300 offline. And I literally just hit play. And then I go off and I do a bunch of things and I come back and I stop it. Cause like the software like recognizes when no audio is playing anymore and stops recording. So it's not like three hours of like dead space that he has to cut off. And he's like, yep. And I just keep doing that. And he's like, I told him that I would get what I could and you know, it would take however long it took. And they were like, okie dokie. And I'm like, (laughs) Okie dokie sounds like what you'd say if you got 40 years of recordings to go through. (laughs) I think though, tape ministry, am I wrong? Is that really what these YouTube things, that's what it is for us. It's a modern version of it. It's the modern version of that. It's modern version. So instead of being like, hey, you know, Gilda's stuck at home and uh, Gilda, (laughs) Gilda. (laughs) Geraldine is stuck at home and and we got to bring her. Uh, the cassette of today's, you know, uh, yep. sermon, you know, here's she's, she's really going to be touched. <laughs> yeah. Here's your, just, We've got to bring her the tape and the bulletin from this yes. week. Yeah. And a casserole or chicken noodle soup or something like that. I mean, she's probably sick. So chicken noodle, so soup, chicken noodle soup. Sounds good. Yeah, here, here's chicken noodle soup and something for your soul. Oh, we should not talk about food. I'm so yeah. hungry. Right now. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Yeah. That was a good connection there. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so uh, are you guys all, is everyone kind of good with this? Do you want to wrap up? I feel like a lot of these things we could talk about forever. That's I think true. it also really does matter. Like, it, it's it's our own experiences, our own uh, expressions of church. Yeah. You know, to every single one, there might be a different solution. And yeah, I, think, I think that's also what's really cool about it, too, is that there's different communities out there. So Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think I would wrap up with this and say, take a hard, long look. Think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. talk to your leadership about it. Right. And figure out like, you know, cast the vision for it. What, what is the, the purpose? What is the intention? And don't waste your time mm-hmm. on something. Cause like, that's, I think things that I've realized is like, sometimes like the low viewership count at the beginning of something mm-hmm. can be just because it's starting. But if you've been doing it for two years yep, and that viewership is still super, super low, could you not be spending your time more wisely creating something else like a, a church podcast or creating other sorts of content or mm-hmm. just putting your energy somewhere else that's more effective? Fruitful. More fruitful. Yeah. You know? I'd say it's time to pray. 
if you're like, hey, it's been four years. I've had seven viewers pretty consistently, but you know, Justin, I really feel like I'm on the brink. You know, it's just, it's around the corner. I know it is. You're like, man, I think you missed your jumping off point. Or you just really need to pray about this and, and see, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that is energy best spent somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's not necessarily that I think that like, if you have seven or 10 consistent viewers, cause like, that's about what we have is about seven to 10 mm-hmm. and it, it's one soul matters. Mm-hmm. But the question that I asked was, who are our consistent 10 viewers? And we went through that more like, okay, so if we were two weeks behind, it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. But to me too, it, it kind of begs the question of when you're looking at how much money should I be spending on doing this kind of thing? If that's if that's all you got for this, this long period of time and you're like, well, we want to put more money into this because if we increase the quality of the look, it's like, Man, that's n- not always what it's about. And I mean, that you can know, play into it kinda, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for wa- listening to this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, because yes, we are recording video for this for the first time. So if, oh, you're, wait, what? if you're on YouTube, <laughs> you're waving oh. at you. Uh, make I sure you're I, I think I picked something. I'm there. <laughs> Make sure you hit subscribe and uh, all those kind of things. Um, and then the answer to our <clears throat> trivia I, I, question. I didn't Google it during the show. Oh, that's a good thing. No. So you don't know? No. You Any know, guesses? You, you've got a guess? I know what B and C stands for because I'm a video guy. But uh, uh, well, well, don't say it because that maybe that's a trivia question we'll use next uh, week. Here, here, so <laughs> Teaser. Th- it actually saddens me that I'm not sure that this is correct because… I've been working with it since I was 13 years old. Okay. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Okay. I'm just saying, yeah, it was a very long time ago. I mean, you lived through the tape ministry. Okay, grandpa, <laughs> let's get you home. <laughs> I was in charge the of the tape ministry. Uh, but uh, b- due to the fact that it carries a left and a right, I think that has something to do with it. And, and, and uh, you got the, the uh, you know, the X factor because it's so great. Is that really your answer? <laughs> is that even a, is that an answer? <laughs> Caleb's just like the look on Caleb's face. Like, what did I just hear? <laughs> Hang on, hand. That's like, what is that, Billy Madison? That is the dumbest. Answer oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've ever Everybody heard. here is now dumber <laughs> for hearing your answers. <laughs> you attributed nothing. That to was part the of humanities. the thirty seconds of my life. I will never, never get back. <laughs> okay, for real. Do you have an answer? <laughs> Uh, no, like I said, uh, the transfer thing, uh, the, the X part is the only part I think that I understand, but yeah, I've been using it for forever and I've never bothered to know. Me neither, which is why I wanted to ask this question. Caleb, do you know? I think it's ground left, right. Well, that's pretty much what I said, but. So it stands for external line return. Yeah. Well, that's close. <laughs> I was thinking external. Was it really? Yeah. What other thing is three, X? Three Google searches that I did all came up with that answer. So I assumed that that was accurate. <laughs> external. You know how many people get confused when I'm working with them and I say, hey, hand me that XLR. They're like, uh, like uh, mic cable. Oh, okay. Could you imagine how confused they'd be? Like, uh, sir, can you hand me that 50 foot external line? Re- what? Return? <laughs> hand me that external line return, would you? The 50 footer. You get a fishing line back. <laughs> yeah. Got a high impedance air gap in our external line return. What? That cable's not plugged in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, the external line return is not plugged in to the microphone. What? Am I right? 
What? Did you did you re-google it? Yeah. External? Yeah. yeah. yeah you're okay. right. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it stands for <laughs> exchange. <laughs> okay. Exchange large rabbits. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's another thing I want to add to the podcast, um, and I want to oh, like yeah, yeah. I want to end on like on a really good note. So, mm-hmm. what is something that you're like happy or excited about? Like something that was good that happened to you this week? Uh, since we were last here, and as we record this, my my daughter was born, our first kid. Woot woot! Congratulations. She was born three weeks early. Oh, nice. uh, she's doing great, and being a dad is amazing. So, yeah. How much sleep are you getting? It's awesome. Uh, enough. My wife is very, very gracious and is also normally on a schedule of staying in, awake until 4 a.m. and sleeping until noon. And so her and the baby have kind of <laughs> done that. That's great. Yeah. You have something, Sean? Oh, is there like an order to this? No, I mean. I have to be I, next? I was just asking you because you were looking at me like you had something. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Uh, something we're grateful for, right? Is yeah. That we're happy we're about, happy about, or excited yeah. about. Uh, actually, I mean, it could be the Super Bowl. This might be, this might be crazy or sound dumb or cliche or whatever, but it's honestly being here right sure. now, being here with you guys and, oh, and doing this. I, oh, I, I had to, sure. I know, I had to miss out previously. It's just Valentine's Day and uh, <laughs> hearts. Uh, yeah, no, that this to me is uh, this is a happy place. <laughs> I'm going to go now because I'm not welcome back. <laughs> and that's when we lost the co-host. <laughs> and we never had him back again. You know, Mine is like super, super stupid. But if you've been there, you know, I found the right filter for my shop vac. Nice. Dude. Like, yeah. I, I was at Harbor Freight, Home Depot. So... I know there's like other things that are going on in my life, but like, were, were you looking shuffle. for like a HEPA or something, or was it just like a no, like just a, a standard a circular filter. one that yeah. none of them fit my thing? I was just like pissed off. <laughs> the old hardware store, but shuffle. I found it yeah. at Lowe's. Oh, so. you found it? Okay, I was, yeah, yeah. Okay. got it now. We're good. Lowe's, Lowe's now an official sponsor. No, wait, yeah, yeah no yeah, longer, yeah. Yeah. not an official sponsor. No, no. Not what? Not NASCAR, but NASCAR. What's what's the contact information? Reach out if you want to become an official sponsor. I mean, yeah, you can just throw it in the comments. You can email me at justin.edmonds at gmail.com. Right Lowe's. Yeah. Yeah. Building your home, building the church. We, we could record this in a Lowe's. We could record this. We could. <laughs> they'll, put us, the they'll put us display? right back by the saw yeah. where they do a couple of cuts for you for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Sir? So one of, cut one this of, segment okay, out. cut. So Sorry. I had a. I know I, that was really stupid. No, no, I had a friend that played Halo like at MLG tournaments, and he got sponsored by Lowe's. Damn. They like paid for his airline tickets out there in his hotel, and he had to wear a Lowe's hat while he played, and that was it. Hey, I mean that was like I mean, twelve I years ago. So hey. can't, can't really complain. Um, for me, I, I also tool related. Mm. I found a Milwaukee oh. cat crimper. <laughs> And wow. a Milwaukee punch down tool. What? Oh. They go along with all the rest of my Milwaukee tools. Are they just making everything now? They're getting close. Are, do they have a microwave yet? No. I, I saw the Makita no. has a microwave. Yeah, Makita they do. has a microwave. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. What? Does, does it run off? <laughs> oh, no. This just got off. No, like you, you I'm put just going to put, it, gonna put it in the pack out thing that's just the garage door style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, right hey, in there. My microwave, I know we're talking about happy that's stuff, actually great but my microwave too. blew up, so I haven't had popcorn in a while, so I might be into this. <laughs> You're Makita. telling me I can run this on an 18-volt battery? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, guys. Um, All right. Yeah, this is awesome. Guys, again, thank you so much. Make sure you share this with three friends. Not four. Well, maybe four. Not two, but three friends and subscribe. Thank you so much. No, no less than three. No less than three.